being here tonight that was herms nfl made my introduction song i've been waiting for an intro for a long time uh if you need anybody to do an intro for you at herms nfl guy's awesome his work's awesome uh hopefully this i love the song hope you guys liked it too but it'll be the regular now for the show until uh you know in forever so welcome to commissioner evaluation show tonight's uh show should be fabulous as usual as we skim through week 15 waivers injuries news rumors as well as some Mighty McGlenn Dynasty League trades. And then we'll evaluate, uh, we'll evaluate, we'll do a team evaluation with McNutted, Iowa Mike, and Adam, Adam of 40, 40 Chess. So I usually start to show off talking about my personal life for real fast. Work 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., Wednesday night through Sunday morning. So I got to listen to the Rams game at work and then see the highlights later. I needed one more yard to get Josh Jacobs' 100 yard bonus, which didn't happen because they decided to put him at fullback and do some kind of trick ass play that didn't work. Uh, Saturday or Saturday afternoon, I got, got up to pee. I made the mistake of retweeting a Chicago sports tweet that asked about Justin Fields' future, saying that the Bears should probably trade away Justin Fields for multiple picks and start the whole rebuild from scratch for a new quarterback. I got, I'm, I'm still getting uh, MF by Super Bowl Bears Twitter. So thank goodness I was sleeping and didn't have to rebuttal all those comments. And then, uh, one to a bar called Anthony's with in Joliet with all three players in my division of one of my home leagues, um, Sunday and uh, there was a ton at stake. I was playing Nick Scrip. Uh, if I win, I win the division. I get 4% of the pot for winning my division. I kick Nick out of the playoffs and then get my neighbor, Joe Castleman, who is an inferior opponent as far as that's concerned in the playoffs. Enter Evan Ingram to mess up everything. I lost by 20-something because Evan Ingram scored 773,000 points of that game. So that's how it went so far. Uh, that's Now I'm in the playoffs in every fantasy football league that I'm in, every dynasty league I'm in. So I got pretty lucky, even the one that, I didn't expect to get in. I won by like 2.7 points because uh, I I, uh, I had Hunter Henry last night score 11 instead of like 9.7. So I was like, yes. And then I instantaneously traded him away. So that was uh, it was fun. But we got some guests here today. So uh, they're going to tell them about themselves, where the Twitter machine can find each of them and what they do in the fantasy community. Mike, why don't you tell everybody about yourself? Oh, what's up, man? And that intro was fire. <laughs> that intro Good. was fire. I'm out here making intros for Adam and I and uh, having to rip stuff off of other sound bites and sound clips. And you got something custom made with your name in it. I'm super jealous. That was dope. But uh, I'm happy to be on. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Iowa Michael. I don't know why anybody follows me. I, I post nothing but nonsense junk. <laughs> but as far as content goes, uh, we do a podcast every Friday on Destination Devies Radio Network, the 4D Chess Dynasty Football Podcast, and then... Adam and I, we got our Patreon, so patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. We got, I don't know, 115 shitheads, as we like to call them, 
part of South Harmon. They're in there. They're going. Uh, and then our YouTube page, South Harmon Fantasy Football. We're doing stuff. AMAs on Tuesday nights. Uh, we got trade show comes out on Saturday. Uh, we're just we're always staying busy, man. We stay with the content and just love talking about dynasty football. So I love it. I love your guys' show. It's one of my favorite shows. First of all, the name's awesome because I play chess with my kids all the time, and I'm like, oh, cool, I'll check out this chess thing. And not knowing, first of all, <laughs> Adam, your voice is an, um, a phenomenon. I put out a Twitter poll a while ago saying, like, who's got the sweetest voice on the internet? You know, and I'm like, it, it's it's super awesome. What you guys know and the things you talk about, the show is just absolutely awesome. So I just want to say, th- you know, that's first of all, that's awesome. Uh, but having you guys on is an absolute treat to me. Adam, why don't you go ahead and uh, and tell me about yourself? Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, I appreciate the uh, – I saw that that tweet, and I was like, man, I can't believe, you know, I'm, I'm out here. But rightfully so, um, you know, good voice, I guess, for some, but it didn't win the uh, the Twitter poll. So it uh, was second or third, whatever it was. But I appreciate that. We love uh, 40 Chess, Mike, Mike and I doing that show. You can find me on Twitter. Um, it's at ATM, my initials, 4D Chess. Um, you can find me there on Twitter. Like Mike said, um, we have our Patreon. We do the 40 Chess Dynasty podcast on Fridays. And then on our YouTube channel, we do a trade show every week, um, which we're getting ready to do later tonight. We do an AMA, ask us anything, you know, just kind of a chance to come spitball with people and talk about all the places we messed up or did well in Dynasty. So, you know, just, just honestly stuff like this, John, thanks for having us on and just, you know, chopping it up with people in the industry and just talking Dynasty. This is, this is just who Mike and I are, man. We just like to talk, talk Dynasty and figure out strategies if we can help. And sometimes we overthink things and get in our own way, but it's fun nonetheless. I just traded for Edo Benjamin about seven hours ago. I was at the doctor's office all day long with my kids. I'm like, man, you know what? I'm going to make a trade for Edo real quick for like a late, it was a late third. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just make it happen. If something happens, if Pierce doesn't come back and I realize that I saw I got cut today, I'm like, you know, this is <laughs> when I don't do any kind of research and I'm like last minute kind of stuff. But I love Eno anyway. I don't mind having him on my team. I think, you know, he's, he could fall somewhere else, end up somewhere else. But for the most part, if I if I had a tally of all the bad trades I made, <laughs> it would be, first of all, as long as the Mississippi River and the ink would still be fresh from the one I just made like 10 seconds ago. So yeah, uh, it is what it is, you know. Absolutely, uh, man. You win some, you lose some. Like Mike and I say, we're going to miss a lot of stuff. We're just trying to get right about 60% of the time or more. Yeah, but unfortunately, you make on. You know, that's the thing, biggest thing is I need to stop, do some research, do this. Instead, I just start instead of just pressing a click on things I, I by my heart. You know, it's almost like gambling. You know, you know, like you just can't. You, as much as you want to bet on the Bulls versus something or the Bears versus some, you can, I mean, you got to do the research. You just can't go in there and be like, man, I know this is gonna happen. You got to look into stuff. You got to do your research, or you get in traps like this. So, yeah. Adam, tell me about the day in the life of yourself. What you do? What's going on like a normal day for you? Well, yeah, let me say uh, real quick before that, um, as a Browns fan, I've learned for a long time ago not to bet with your heart because if I bet against the, if I bet with the Browns against the spread, um, I don't think I'd have enough money to have a camera to talk to you guys in, so it'd be rough. Um, yeah, so don't bet with your heart, especially as being a Browns guy. Uh, day in the life of myself, man, lately has been awesome. It's not been a lot of sleep. I have a uh, six-month-old baby girl, Aubrey, at home. Um, love having her. I work full-time, um, you know, throughout the day at a company called Buckeye Business Products. I sell labels, um, very monotonous, nothing too thrilling about it other than going to work and coming home. And then when I'm home, for the most part lately, Mike and I have been doing content or jumping on, guesting on something like this, um, and then, you know, doing video editing and all kinds of little stuff for content creation. So sleep's kind of been what's cut out right now with all the things I have going on. But that's kind of my life, man, being a dad, um, working, selling labels, and then 
basically everything else is going into you know being married and dynasty football. That's it. That's uh, dynasty football. <laughs> Unfortunately, it takes up a lot more time than like I was saying before the show. I got a twenty-six-year-old, twenty-one, eighteen, and seventeen-year-old. So my time for being dad and all the other stuff and coach and referee and you name it and, and chef and everything else is kind of gone their wayside. Now Now I can just kind of concentrate on a fantasy football for the first time in my life and I'm yeah. enjoying it. So I will, how about I will Mike, how about yourself? Tell me about well, Dan. I, you. I work, uh, work full-time job maintenance tech at a dairy here. <laughs> Funny that we were talking about it the other day on Twitter, John, about that, but that's kind of how it came up. Uh, outside of that though, I mean, it's, it's all family in dynasty for me. So I got three girls, married uh, I, I deal with massive amounts of estrogen in my house on a daily basis and this is why i'm gray <laughs> this is why i'm gray. dynasty football and all the women in my life keep me looking this youthful <laughs> there you go that's what it's all i the question was something about 100 percent milk and i'm like why is it is, i'm like why is i was looking at a thing of carton of milk and i said something like why is when, when are we ever gonna get 100 percent milk and they're like 100 percent milk is butter <laughs> like you can't eat it or you die if I think somebody said something like you die if you ate it you know it's it, you can't process it as a human being so that's it and then all this dairy farm stuff came up and that's how you got to, eventually that's how you guys got on a show the stupid stuff about butter you know so <laughs> that's a, this, damn this is how it works question. in a day of life for me and I'm thanks for guys thanks for showing up here so uh next question when did you start playing fantasy football are you a redraft or a dynasty guy at this point in time I obviously from the 40 chess thing probably uh you guys are mostly dynasty like myself. I think the fishbowl and like one or two, two other charity leagues, John Pauls and stuff, things like that are my only redraft leagues. But Mike, how about you? When's, what are you now? What are you, what's most of your leagues can pertain consist of? Well, most of them are going to be dynasty leagues. Uh, this last year, I kind of started dabbling into C2C. Uh, Matt's in the chat, man. Matt Bruning got me into campus to Canton league. So I started doing some of those. Uh, I have an IDP league that I dabbled in as well. I do still have a couple of redraft leagues, one of them being my home league, which has been 20 years plus running. Uh, the league itself has been going on for for 30 years, 35 years. Uh, so I used to help my stepdad when I was just a little tyke, help him run his team. And then eventually I got old enough to make my own decisions and, and be a part of that league. And, you know, I got guys who are 50, 60, have been doing it forever, but still a part of that league, still commission, still run it. So that's the longest running redraft. Uh, and then I, I took over my dad's league for him this year. He wanted to beat all the, the retirement, uh, community. So I said, you know what? I got you, dad. I'll get you one year. <laughs> I'll run the team this year. I'll get you the championship. And then I'm out. I, I don't like a lot of redraft. I mean, I do it, uh, cause that's where I started, but dynasty definitely is my, my biggest focus, my passion, my love. If uh, you mentioned Kansas Canton, I see Matt on here too. Matt was on my show before a friend of the show. Thanks for listening to Matt. I, I subscribed to Canton, to Canton because of Matt, because he's one of the smartest people I know. Guy's an absolute stud across the board. Everything that he puts out, everything that's that he puts on the internet, I, I read it like the Bible. You know, that guy, he is fantastic, man. The guy is great. If you would need someone to watch or follow, I got a bunch of people in the comments talking about how Herms had such a great intro and uh, they were jamming to the beat. And then, you know, Matt, thanks for chiming in again. But I would not be in Campus Canton and a subscriber if it wasn't for you, Matt. So thank you very much. Uh, so Adam, tell me about a day in the life of your, uh, oh, wait, shit. Next question. <laughs> um, what's, uh, or when, how long have you been playing fantasy football, Adam? Yeah. So I've been playing, um, well, I've been playing since I was like a kid in junior high, high school, but those were, you know, just like a couple of buddies. No one knew what they were doing. Um, right after I started, I stopped playing, um, college basketball. I really got into like playing in a lot of leagues. I've had some leagues that have run for a long time. 
um, that were they were more like keeper leagues. Uh, I tried to transition it to dynasty. Unfortunately, that one of my main leagues is actually still now a uh, redraft league. But I, I'm definitely doing more dynasty than anything. I've been playing playing fantasy football for probably since like 2007, eight ish, um, and really in a lot of leagues since about 2014. So um, dynasty is definitely my preferred uh, game here. I'll tell you this much, man. In all my redraft leagues this year, it was not a pretty sight. Um, sometimes I get that dynasty mindset a little too much and draft a little more youthful when you don't. This is this is a sprint. It's no longer a marathon. Um, and also, you know, a lot of the leagues I'm doing now are best ball. Um, I saw you had something in the comment or the question about best ball, and yeah, that's uh, that, that's myself. I play mostly best ball at this point. I still have a lot of lineup leagues, but mostly best ball now. John, you mute. You got mute, big dog. Every everything I'm in that's in best ball, I have a. I have this thing where I, I I join this league and everybody starts talking and that's like week three or four. Nobody talks to each other anymore. It's just like they concentrate on the leagues. They have to set lineups in and things like that. It's always, I don't like best ball, but <clears throat> I get it. You know, you, when you're in, my neighbor was Mike Taglier before and he was in like 260,000 best ball leagues. But the fact of the matter is that he did all these Garrett charity like, tests, you know, charity things, charity leagues, and everything else like that. He could not, physically do his primer set lineups, all this stuff for that many leagues without, I mean, he had to join best ball. So it definitely has its place, but I I'm, I'm just, I try to keep all home leagues where I'm involved all the time. And it, you know, like it's setting lineups is part of the fun of just making fun of each other in home leagues and the home leagues is busting balls. That's what it's all about. You know, it's not like a regular internet thing, but so that's uh, kind of where I'm at as far as that concerns. But yeah. I, I, I understand that the race, the horse race thing for that's my kind of philosophy. It's, it's a horse race. I, I had, I, I mean, um, Matt Kelly had me on. I was talking about me on a show after the Scott Fishbowl draft. I ran the Scott Fishbowl drafts in Chicago, and Matt Kelly had me on. Looked at my team, and he's like, "Hey, this team's awesome." John McGlynn's got the the Podfather's like this team's got Kelsey Andrews in the first round. This guy, that guy, the other, and I'm in the same league as uh, Justin over here. And my team just totally shit their bed after like week seven or eight when everybody started getting hurt, and then Andrews got hurt. Kelsey didn't do shit, and it's all it takes. This is one bad week when it's almost playoff time and poof, you're gone. You know, it's the same. In re- I've been in redraft leagues where I was the high score after week seven and I was 0 and seven, you know, it's, it's just, you're the highest score in the whole league and you went 0 and seven, you lost to the highest score. That's why a lot of leagues now put, um, you know, most points for in the playoffs. So, and I love that thing. That's what I do, but yeah. Yeah. We, is, some, of, some of the leagues we have, we do uh, versus the median too. So yeah. <clears throat> Medium's always great. I've been talking, I've been talking that up the last couple of weeks with John. I'm like, I'm trying to get as many of my leagues to switch to the median scoring. Uh, it just seems like the leagues I've done it in, it works so much better. And you get those teams that are in the middle that you have those down weeks, but then when you get hot, you can get hot real quick and win a lot of games. Uh, I, I'm totally on the median scoring. Yeah, my new league. I'm, I start a new dynasty home league every year. This is going to be year seven. So, uh, I'm I'm Justin's going to be in this one. I was trying to recruit Adam. I mean uh, Mike, but they're uh, I'm going to join. This is the first year I'm going to have a median. I'm going to try and vote for a median in the other leagues to get put in. So, uh, you know, it's 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 it grown on me for a while. I was never a fan of it, but now that I played in a couple leagues, I'm, I, I I see why it needs to be employed. So it is it is what it is. Uh, what's your favorite Sunday afternoon food when you're glued to TV watching Red Zone? Adam, you first. Oh, man. Um, honestly, whatever you put in front of me is probably the answer. However, I'll go ahead and answer the question. For me, if I can get my hands on anything, it's going to be wings. Um, lately, I've been getting 
uh, the stinging honey garlic wings from uh, Winking Lizard down the street, man. T- tremendous. So wings is definitely my my premier choice when watching football. Mike? Man, I, I love me a Ponchero's burrito, which is uh, for you unaffiliated with the Midwest. That's basically Chipotle, but better, <laughs> but a lot better. I'm not a Tex-Mex guy at all. I'm never, I don't like Chipotle. I'd better get like, – I'd d- definitely get a burrito or wings. Wings by us – Hooters is my favorite wings. It's, it's by far the – the sauces are way better at like uh, <clears throat> Buffalo Wild Wings, Buffalo Wings and Rings. But the, the – you know, the wings, the meat itself is way better at Hooters, I think, the quality of the product, you know. So that's that's my choice if I ever had a choice. But uh, all right, here's a question I'd like to ask people. Where do you see yourself in five years in the fantasy football community? Adam, you can start that one. Oh, man, that that is um, an interesting one. It's hard for me to say. I'll tell you this much, man. This this whole ride, Mike and I have been doing this since basically August of um, last year. And from where we're at August of 21 to where we're at now, it's it's so different and so much more than I thought it would be. So like in five years from now, it's hard for me to really envision what that is because I, it's it's kind of such a whirlwind of fun and what's happening for us. Um, but I will say, man, I, I definitely envision myself active, getting on um, as many shows as I can, guesting, growing, and hopefully building a really cool, dope fantasy community that we already have where it's growing. And, um, you know, like we had the expo this last year and we got to meet a bunch of people that is in our fantasy community at the expo. So just kind of continuing that camaraderie and getting a, you know, not just a community that you call a community, but people that actually really vibe with each other, have similar dynasty thoughts, having that whole um, every, everybody in the same place and on the same wavelength. Honestly, that, that, that's one of the things that keeps me going is, um, not just our, my relationship with Mike, which has been incredible, but all the people along the way that I'm developing relationships with in fantasy. It's, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen before in my life, man. It is awesome. I I met Ray and a couple other people. I I met, I, I, I can't tell you, I met probably, this is my second year there. I was there for both of the uh, actual expos, and I thought I thought year two was kind of be boring a little bit, but it actually was better than than you know the first one. So it's uh, you meet more and more people. The hardest thing is I don't get to watch a lot of YouTube stuff, so it's all I hear is voices, and it's kind of like I'm blind and I have to walk through and kind of see. Oh, I know, I know you, I know you. You know that's the only reason I can kind of tell who's talking or what's going on. I don't know faces. So the more and more I get into YouTube, more and more I have guests I can kind of see, and I go, oh shit. It's Mike and Adam or it's whoever, you know, that, so it'll be easier the more time I have to watch some of the shows, the more guests I have on, but, uh, it's, uh, it was you. How about, uh, Mike, where do you see yourself in five years? Man, Adam hit on a lot of it. It's, it's been such a wild ride for us from, from starting a Patreon just because we were tired of texting each other and, you know, just doing a weekly podcast for an hour, uh, just to get all of our shit out and having like 10 people sign up who are just friends and family and big supporters to, Getting on and doing stuff on Destination Devi, uh, getting to know Ray, Jay Rich, all those guys over there, and uh, almost becoming like a family. Like when we got to meet up at the expo, it was incredible. Our relationship as a Destination Devi team has grown. Um, and then Adam and I branching out and doing some of the stuff on our own, building our YouTube, uh, all the things that we keep going with that. Adam learning how to video edit and being fantastic at it, <laughs> us doing multiple shows in a week. I really don't know where it'll be in five years. Um, I'm just enjoying where I'm at now in the ride and what comes comes. And, uh, you know, I still want to keep chopping it up with all the smart people in the industry, making new friends. And the, the fantasy expo was incredible 
uh, experience for both Adam and I to be at getting to meet some of the people who support us the most, uh, getting to meet some of the other people in the industry and actually putting a face to them, getting to have a, you know, a drink or two with them (laughs) and just talk. It's amazing. So really hard to say where it'll be in five years, but I'm not really too worried about it. I'm just going to keep going day at a time and see where it takes me. Last question. It's kind of a deep one. Uh, real quick. If you were running to yourself, if you had two minutes to talk to yourself on your 18-year-old graduation, senior year graduation day from high school, what would you say to yourself? Well, uh, Mike, you can go first. Man, uh, you know when you're in a freshman in, uh, in college next year, <laughs> at that time, for me, it would have been, uh, you know, don't, don't sell that Bitcoin that you have that you think is just dog shit. <laughs> it's not ever going to be anything. Hold on to that with diamond hands, buddy. You'll thank me later. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> I love that, man. Um, I, I guess I would say, you know, like, like for me, right. Uh, b- basketball was my dream. And obviously for, for a, uh, six, four, you know, white guy that the basketball dream is only going to take you so far. Right. And, um, I, I would say that, you know, m- maybe not necessarily give up on all your dreams or like basketball had to find an end, but for me, like find something you're passionate about in what you do and work as far as when you're going to go forward and, you know, your adult life. Um, you know, I, I like selling labels. I don't really like doing, I do that because I bring in an income and, um, you know, I think that especially when you're young, you kind of get told to go down a certain path because it's what makes sense. And I think that you kind of have to find a blend of what makes sense, what actually is going to help you, you know, obviously make money and things like that, but also don't just do something you don't enjoy doing. You don't want to spend your entire life doing something you hate. Um, if you can find a way to find a, income where you're actually making money and you're also doing something that you love and you're passionate about. Um, I think that's, that's something I would tell myself as a young man. Yeah, that's, uh, I was, uh, I was a semester, I got a full scholarship to college to play football and I went there for, I went, I went to uh, Quincy college in Quincy, Illinois. And, uh, I went there and I started as a, I played offensive line my entire life, never played a lick of defense. I went there and I started on defensive line in my freshman year. And I'm like, it just got boring. You know, I, 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 I had like a really bad GPA in high school and never got any offers anywhere. I was first team all Catholic league in Chicago at Butter Rice high school. I was pretty good, but again, I was only six foot tall, like, you know, 240 pounds coming out of high school. I had limitations how far I can go. And I just kind of figured I, so I need to do is go to school, go somewhere and prove to myself. I could do what I want to and never playing defensive line, starting on D line as a freshman on the varsity team. I kind of like, you know, I, I think I've proved everything to myself. You know, I don't need to do this anymore. And plus, I like drinking and go out with my friends more than I did practicing every day. So we're going to school for sure. So I got into trades and I switched my career three or four times. And now I'm an operating engineer, local 309 in Chicago. And uh, I love it. I love going to work every day. It's, it's pretty good. But it, this this is my passion, fantasy football. I finally got the opportunity to start a podcast, talk to people like you. I like, it's like being on a Titanic, man, with all these awesome people. You know, hopefully it doesn't sink, you know, but. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're good. I, 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 me and, uh, just being on here with Justin every week and guys like you, this is, this is my passion. I'm just happy to do it, you know? So. Absolutely, uh, man. Love to hear that. So we got some commissioner questions every week. We kind of talked about commissioner stuff. Uh, how does your, now that it's almost playoff time, how does your team determine your playoff teams? Uh, you guys are probably in a lot of the same league. So either one of you guys can go first. How do you determine who gets in the playoffs? We have divisions, which a lot of people hate divisions, but I have four division winners that go by record. And then after that, the two point, the two highest point score are the last two wild cards. And then we have a toilet bowl, which is a whole different story we'll talk about later. But who gets in the playoffs in your leagues? Man, I commission all the leagues, Adam and I are yeah, in I together. Gonna say, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike kind of has the floor on the commissioner questions because I'm in the league, but Mike is the commissioner that runs all the tough stuff. 
So, so much of our stuff has become best ball. Uh, one of the big things about best ball from last year to this year was every best ball league I set up now is median scoring. So, like Tom alluded to, it is kind of like victory points. But you essentially play two games every week. You play against the opponent head-to-head, and then you play against the league average. So, whatever the league average score. If you beat that league average score, you get a win. If you don't beat it, you take an L. But uh, we, we just do it by record now. Points are the tiebreakers. Uh, don't run any divisions. I absolutely fucking despise divisions. There's only a couple leagues where it's like necessary. We did that uh, Royal Rumble League, which 2018 two copy league on Destination Devi. You need fucking divisions for that, obviously. But most of our leagues are 12 teams because I can't stand 14 team leagues. I think people who play in 16 team Superflex leagues are insane. Uh, they should be committed. <laughs> There's no place for that. But uh, 12 team leagues, no divisions. Playoffs are just determined by best record, but it is with median scoring now. That's like my preferred way to do it. So the end of the record year record is like twenty two and three or something along those lines for the number one team. You guys don't have anything like draft lotteries for your uh, losers bracket stuff like that. We have a you know it goes by max points for. We get a bingo ball set. Everybody meets up at the bar. We talk and everybody celebrates who got the number one pick. You get forty balls for the whoever had the least amount of max points for, which Tom was alluding to uh, earlier. Uh, it's whoever gets the least amount of max points for. So you can't just hide players in your bench and start a shitty lineup. It tell it makes your lineup the best it possibly can't optimize your lineup every week. So whoever has the real shittiest, shittiest team has the most chances to uh, get 101. And uh, it just goes in a bingo ball set and everybody's just like a horse race. Come on, go, go, go. And if you traded away your pick, which happens almost, Steven Johnson was in our league. He traded away his pick two years in a row. And that pick got picked 101. I traded away my, my, my first pick last year. For the 23 and 24 pick for Patrick Mahomes, and that turned into 101, which Brees Hall was taking. Obviously, I still think I won the shit out of that fucking trade. So, you know, it is what it is. But uh, it's it suck. It just seems like whoever trades their shit away, it becomes the 101. That's that's just how it works. But uh, oh, what? Uh, so, you do you guys have like any kind of shit like that in the um crazy stuff like that in your leagues, uh, Mike? Like uh, we don't um we don't do lotteries. I mean. I get the uh, the lottery. Some of the leagues that I play in that I don't commission, there is lotteries, um, and, and I'm all for it. But like, our focus so much this year has been towards best ball. Every league that I've gotten Adam into, dragged him in, has been best ball. So at least on Sleeper, there's no way to hide or intentionally tank other than trade players off your damn roster. So if you, if you want to be bad, get the points off your team. And that's something Adam and I have always uh, kind of preached <laughs> along our podcast lines. Like, if you're going to tank, at least tank right. You know, get, yeah. the, get the most amount of draft picks you can. Get the players off of your team and be bad. Be bad, get the 101. So it really uh, – I, I never seen a need to have, like, a lottery or anything like that in a best ball league. In a lineup league, though, I do think there is a pretty good place where you can have something fun like that. You can have a lottery. You can have a consolation bracket type tournament where you reward the guy who wins the consolation with the 101, something along those lines, because there is a lot of shady shit that goes on in lineup leagues with people leaving dudes on IR or on their taxi or just not starting a lineup. And then, you know, some guy you're battling with with a playoff spot gets a free win that week. In best ball, you don't have to worry about any of that. So if they scored points, they're going in your lineup. So if you don't want them to score points and mess up your record, get them off your team. Trade them away. Yeah, I just, I actually just kind of, I threw a guy in the league for not, he said, last year he had a problem setting lineups. This year he got, uh, again, problem three or four. His time, his team got worse. He made some trades. And, you know, so I had, unfortunately had to boot somebody out of one of my other home leagues that just, you know, 
he saw the writing on the wall. His team was going to be garbage, you know. So he just kind of like, oh, I got, I'm too busy doing fantasy stuff. So whoosh, you got the boot. I got another guy in. A lot of guys from Chicago area on, on a waiting list to get in the home league. So I don't really have a problem filling the home leagues too much, which nice. is a good problem to have. There's a lot of people in Chicago area. So yeah, uh, but uh, it is what it is. That's that happens sometimes. But oh, we give out. Uh, that was another question. If you win the losers bracket in different leagues, it has different prizes. But if you win the shit bracket, even though it's four lottery balls too. If you win the shit bracket, you also get pick 113 or 213, depending on the league. So you get an extra bonus for actually winning the shit bowls. So you don't want to get rid of too many good players because there's an extra bonus for winning the shit bracket. So, uh, you know, it's it, the more you keep people interested and the more the more fun it is. And, you, the, you know, it's just more competitive all the time. Yeah, John, I always agree with you on that one. I've I like when our leagues have some kind of you know, some kind of bonus for the you know, toilet bowl. So you keep guys in it. So they keep fighting it out. And, I mean, even if you're trading away and go over next year, you don't want guys completely tanking where they have their teams awful for 10 years because they're trying to get the one, one, one year. So yeah, I, I always like those bonus picks either end of the first round or into the second round. Like I said, a lot of my leagues will have a little uh, battle Royale basically between the non-playoff teams and whoever actually wins that gets the one one so you actually have to still have a decent team to get that one one yeah yeah i mean for, for us I, I know we don't have any of that um in any of the leagues that mike commissions um we're, we're in leagues that have a lot of different crazy stuff whether it's lottery i don't actually know that we have a consolation pick in any of the leagues that i'm in um the, the one thing for me especially and, and mike can attest to this is you know if you were to do the dynasty what you did this year in your dynasty leagues um, you'd probably be surprised at how many I intentionally was not trying to win. So with that mindset for me, like when I rebuild, I think there's an art to rebuilding and I like the fact that I can control where my picks are. So especially like 113, I would not be the biggest fan of, or I would just have to change my strategy because like I, I that's 201. Like you know, you're directly taking the pick in front of <laughs> on my rebuild pick. So that's, that would be my only fight back on that. But I think it's a cool feature, especially like in a lineup league to your guys's point, right? I think this makes a lot of sense in a lineup league if you're going to do a shit bowl where you're trying to make people really think about winning and keep their interest because in best ball, the best team's still going to win um, in the shit bowl regardless. So right. um, I, I get it from the lineup lens. Yeah, man. I, uh, Adam, you kind of hit it on the head there for me, man. I would, I would definitely do it in our, even in our best ball leagues, like a consolation bracket where you get like the two thirteen or the one thirteen or something along those lines. Cause I think it is a little bit fun. The problem is, I commissioned like 17, 18 of these leagues. And as you saw today, it took me like a half hour to go through and, and figure out what the draft order was for everybody and then put in like the regular season points winner who's getting paid for that. And that's just half the league's draft order. Like it takes like a half an hour for me to go through this shit every single one of these leagues. So I don't need anything extra on my plate as far as like, oh, who won the consolation bracket? And now I got to add an extra round and make sure that they get the pick here. And then if it gets traded, I got to keep track of that too. But I definitely would like to do some more fun stuff like that. I'm in a couple leagues that I don't commission that does it, which I think is really cool. But as far as leagues Adam and I do with a lot of our Patreons, there's no chance in hell I got the time for that. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the more the more leagues you get in, the more you're like, oh, well, let's uh, make this a little easier. Because yeah. I was the same yeah. way when I was only in like three, four leagues and I was commissioned like three of them. 
I was doing all kinds of crazy bonus points, highest scoring running back, highest scoring wide receiver, like all this different payouts. It was really fun. And the second I got to like 10 plus leagues, I'm like, all right, guys, we got to drop that. I don't have time to mess with that every week. We just, it's, it's, we'll just go season wins and, you know, whoever won it and whoever had most points, we pay out for that. But yeah, once you get in a lot of leagues, you got to drop some of that little stuff because you just don't have enough time to do it, especially in a bunch of leagues. Yeah. And one thing, one thing that we do do, um, like I know Mike, we have a lot of different variations in all the leagues we're in, right? Like one thing, you know, if you listen to Mike and I, we, we, we play super flex. You're not going to find me in any one quarterback leagues other than maybe a home, uh, work redraft league. Outside of that, I'm playing super flex. That's the way we play. But outside of that, like we have different levels of tight end premiums. We have huge starting rosters, small starting rosters. We have, you know, PPR leagues, half PPR leagues. We have tiered PPR leagues where running backs, you know, their catch is lower than the wide receiver and then the tight end gets more than the wide receiver. So we have a lot of different variation in our leagues, but you know, that's the other thing for Mike at the end, he's got to figure out, okay, what are the payouts in all the different leagues? Like some leagues we're paying, you know, a, a payout to the person that does score the most, most points in the regular season. So there, he's got to figure out all that stuff too. That's why today I was literally looking at all these messages thinking, man, I don't envy the side that Mike <laughs> has today with all the different commissioner shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. My, my hardest part of the off season is before the season starts, we have a rookie, we have a, the reason we have divisions, we have a division lottery. So all four division winners, it's it's a home league kind of thing. All four division winners have a lottery, and whoever the wor- whoever was the worst of the four division winners, we have a snake draft, and you get to pick your opponents. So you laugh. Whoever gets picked first in that draft is like, ah, oh, you're the biggest, you're the piece of shit team in the league, you know. So it's more shit to laugh at each other with, you know. Yeah, so, for sure. It's uh stuff, stuff like that that just makes fucking home leagues fun, you know. It's yeah, it's, that it's, that's the one place too. I was gonna say about divisions. Like Mike and I don't play in any division leagues outside of the Royal Rumble League, which is kind of by necessity, 28 teams. But I do think in home leagues, even in Dynasty, the divisions, I do have one, the one that I run um, as a commissioner because it gives an added like sense of rivalries. And, you know, if you ever have people like we, we set up new divisions this year in a home league that I started last year and the divisions pretty much are set up where like the dudes that it's tend to talk in the most shit to each other in league chat they're in league they're in the divisions with each other so they got to see each other twice a year there's more reason for them to talk shit back and forth so like th- there are times and places where i really like divisions in uh dynasty or in regular fantasy redraft yeah me and mike were talking about this last week my home big dynasty two qv league we do divisions but i also do it where we reset the division every year depending on where everybody finishes so i go odds and even so first third fifth seventh you know, ninth and then second, four, six. And so you're still getting those same guys in divisions fighting each other out every year, but it's keeping it mixed up. So you don't have loaded divisions for years and years. And the other division guys are sneaking by because everybody's in a rebuild. So I like it for division reason that way, because then you really got a reason you're fighting everybody in your division twice in a, in a season. Yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense, man. The, the divisions are really fun. Yeah, JT froze a little bit. Like, I don't know if I said it before, my schedule, making up a schedule, I have to make up a schedule where week one is a winner play all, where they, it goes by win, loss, or tie between the divisions, depending on who scored the points. And then the rest, I had to make up the rest of the schedule. So it's, you play each other two, three, you play your division to opponents in week two, three, and four, and then 12, 13, and 14. So I got to redo all the schedules. So everybody plays those three and three at the very beginning and very end. And everybody plays each other once during the season two. So it's literally a, a whole spreadsheet of like trying to, you know, incorporate all the teams playing each other. 
I got it down to a science now because I have a, you know, it's almost like a cover by number sheet with, with teams. I put them in individually and then go from there, but it's uh, having to do that for seven leagues before the league even starts is already a big pain in the butt. Now I'm going to, I have to figure out like seven playoff scenarios like tonight before uh waiver wire shit starts. I'm, man, getting... I'm, I'm listening to this thinking we, we need more uh, Johns. We need more mics of the world, man. Do it, doing this stuff for the leagues. Cause I, <laughs> I'm out here just coasting, you know, I'm, I'm playing. I'm just, Mike's just texting, you know, all right. Uh, Max points for winner Adam. Like, all right, yeah, I'll take that extra fifty, but I'm not doing any of the work to figure out who the hell won what. <laughs> it's fine. You know what? That's why I do it. I like doing it. When it becomes a problem, then I'll be like, hey guys, uh, no more of this, no more of that. But until then, I'm probably gonna have like one or two more home leagues, and then when it gets, that'll be the point where I just can't do it anymore, like any more of that, without being effective at it. So uh, I can still do it now, but it is what it is. Uh, next question was, what's the most fab you ever traded for a player? Ooh. Fab I received I a, or Fab I actually <laughs> traded away? Either one. I some people I just traded away uh I, I traded away four hundred and thirty eight bucks or something like that to get out of a night the other day and everybody's laughing saying, Oh, oh, oh this and that, Fab, whatever. So like it doesn't matter what's have you ever traded for or like in an individual I, it doesn't matter any corporate yeah. individual trade. Yes, definitely. Um especially so, so John, I would say this, man. In best ball, one of the things that makes that format so unique is is for me last year i got to watch a lot of teams that won the title um mike included mike actually beating my ass in the semis in the uh, og bomb squad league right he picked up because he, he had some fab money tucked away man he picks up isaiah mckenzie uh who the care i, I watched that transaction go through like that ain't nothing isaiah mckenzie's his leading wide receiver on the week for a 40 burger um, I was going to lose regardless, but like fab in the playoffs really does matter in best ball because there is weekly going to be some turd that you're not going to care about in lineup. That's worth a lot of fab. And if you have a hammer in best ball leagues, you can kill it there. So in best ball, especially I've traded for some fab on, on contending teams. There's been a, a few ways I've done this now. So if I'm contending on a best ball team, I'm looking to trade some of these thirds force injured players that really are you know dynasty prayer hopeful type players for fab money to try to go get a clip for the playoffs and vice versa if i'm out like i'm i'll let you have my fab money i'll take the, i'll take your third though even if it's late like i'll take that third and i can probably grease it even if i don't take a player there i can grease that as piece in the off season to make a move later so in best ball for me whether i'm contending or rebuilding i've made a bunch of these trades i think the most i've ever traded i did get someone's entire fab budget and they were inactive like they were not active so it was, i think it was a 200 dollar per person so i got all all 200 bucks for a third round pick so like i was going in with basically a whole new fab budget which was awesome <laughs> yeah it's Funny this comes up too, because just about an hour ago I sent a trade to Adam specifically for nine hundred and thirty-six dollars of his. <laughs> He's out of it. He's the one hundred and one. He ain't playing. I'm in the damn playoffs. I got a fourth and a fifth round pick, buddy. <laughs> well, well, here, here's let me get the thing. That, let me get that fab. This is one of my problems. Ever since I have, I mean, I don't have as many as Mike does, but I have over twenty leagues in sleeper, and my notifications have been absolutely brutal. I don't even know that that trades out there. So maybe we'll have an on air trade for you john here we'll see what the kid sent me but go ahead mike that's it man i mean we're talking about the most that's be the most fab i've ever traded for it it's just what you were talking about i'm in so the playoffs you, it's a best ball got, league i need the hammer you gotta uh you gotta shut down the sleeper app and reload it sometimes because it it, it it falls behind and you don't get an update yeah yeah it, it, i think that's i probably need to start doing that more maybe uh uninstalling restalling because 
someone will hit me up, you know, four hours later. Hey, man, what's going on? You just sitting on this trade? You know I'm not sitting on your trade. I haven't seen it, man. Come on. You know I'm not sitting on it. Just leaving you on a read, buddy. Somebody just lost Kyler Murray last night. Uh, so I tried I tried trading. I'm really good at, 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 at you know, at, I got Dak and Trevor and somebody else on this team. Well, I got Ryan Tannehill, and this guy needs a quarterback. He doesn't. He's got, you know, Josh Allen, but that's pretty much it. So I try to trade away Tannehill to get Greg Dulcich on my team because I love Greg, and it's tight end 1.75 premium. So I don't. I guess no use for Tannehill going forward. But you know, he's like, no, 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 it ain't gonna happen. I'm like, shit, man. That's. I tried to do it, but I knew it wouldn't go through. But whatever. <laughs> if you need a quarterback, I play. I played in two quarterback leagues for like 15 years before Superflex even came around. So. Uh, 12 team, two quarterbacks. Those are brutal because if you don't have a second quarterback, your guy goes down, you're trading away. I mean, back in the day, people were trading away Adrian Peterson in his prime because, you know, you had to, because somebody like Blaine Gabbert went down or something, you know, you're going to get a zero for your second spot if you don't get a quarterback. So it's, it's brutal. Oh, yeah. that, that second QB in uh, TQB leagues is absolute freaking gold. Yes. I remember guys <laughs> not having their backup QB. I'm like, how do you not have like two or three stashed backup QBs for your guys' starters? Guys just wouldn't even have them on their roster. I'm like, I'm going to load up on everyone's backup QBs and just hold them for ransom until somebody gets hurt. And then I'm like, I need a second round for that guy. I need a third rounder for that guy. Yeah, especially yeah, the, in like a six touchdown league, something like six oh. point per touchdown league, something like that. It's it's absolutely brutal when that when that shit happens. You know, it's it is what it is. Yeah, for for the uh, the faithfuls of our forty chess podcast, uh, John JT, we we preach quarterback horde and the the yeah. strength uh, in numbers, even with the dog shit turds that, that can give you. Um, I'll, I'll say this too. I think um, I have. What's funny? I'm in twenty one or. 22 23 i don't even remember how many it is now all these leagues and it's like when kyler goes down it's funny because i start thinking like this is how sick i am now someone goes down with an injury and you're kind of thinking it's this looks long term and bad my my immediate thought is okay do i have kyler is it in a rebuilder is it a contender and you start thinking i'm like oh you know what i think i'm good five seconds ten seconds pass i'm like oh damn it patreon best ball league one and it's a two quarterback league what so I'm I'm sitting there thinking I need to make a trade when we get, sleeper the way it works in that league and a lot of leagues is um, you have until the end of week 14 so you basically have until the end of that game to try to get a trade done and I'm looking around and then I end up seeing that I had Rogers still so I'm like I'm not gonna get bent over on Kyler someone's gonna try to absolutely grease me here because there's two hours until we can get a deal done someone's gonna kill me so I'm just gonna roll with uh, Aaron Rodgers and I have um, Forget who the other quarterback is. I'll have to take a look. But I have two quarterbacks in there that still can get it done. But in best ball, you want to have a third one in a two QB league, right? Because you get whatever those two QBs get now. If Rodgers goes out there and stinks it up, that's it. That's your, that's your quarterback too. Man. Yep, that's how it works, man. That's exactly how it works. So uh, as far as payouts are concerned, you mentioned that before. Uh, we have I give if you win your division, there's two division winners that get a buy in the first round. Uh, so they're number one and two. They both get four percent of the entire uh, league payout, you know, payout wise. And then the other two division, and all four division winners get a four percent. So really, you're paying if you get the first round buy, and if you know, so your team one and two, you get eight percent of the pot, which is pretty much your your entrance fee. The other guys get pretty much half their fee back, and then the rest that's left over is seventy, twenty five, and five for the rest of the payouts for everyone. So, uh, how do your league? I guess Mike, this is a question for you. How do you pay out your leagues? Most of them uh, we set up, so just a typical one for us is a $50 entry fee, so you have $600 in the pot at the end of the year. Uh, I would say majority of our leagues, Adam, probably pay out, what, 400 to first, 100 yeah. to second, and then 100 to whoever the regular season points champ was. Now, some of the leagues voted for 
paying out third place, which is dumb. But I hate you it. know, I gotta do what I gotta do what the people want, man. There's a reason I put it up for a vote. That's what you want. That's what we get. But on those ones, it'll usually be like four hundred. 150 and like 50 bucks you'll get your your entry fee back essentially for third place but generally uh that, those are pretty standard payouts for our leagues where we always like to give something for winning the regular season um and then obviously we want first to just take home most of the money right no i get glad that. glad you got second here's a little prize but you still lost <laughs> you yeah, still lost it's funny cuz that's what i got the the one that i definitely got um most points for Somebody, you know, people are in there voting for the third place, which took my winnings from that Oof. 100 back to, you know, I mean, you, you make your money back, but it's not what you should get for winning uh, most points in the regular season. But one thing I really like about all of our leagues is like the scoring is basically already set up when you come in. It's kind of an art, like go look at the scoring, make sure you know what you're doing before you start drafting. But we always, every single time Mike pins it and says, what are the payouts that you want to do? He puts it in the league chat and we let everyone vote. And that way everybody gets a say in what the payouts are. That's the way to do it, man. I mean, we have, unless you want to, we set it up originally with those votes, but if something's got to change, it's, it's 66% of the league that to, to change anything. So uh, I have a, I have a, I don't know if JT, if you saw my list, I put out in the new league yet about all the rules and stuff. If you read through that yet, but it's, I mean, it's probably 15 pages long about all the stuff that I've learned since I've been 16 years old. That it's people got burned on. It is pretty long. It's manifesto <laughs> of all the league rules. But I've learned from all the times. I got to send you guys, or Mike, I'll send you this since you're the commissioner. It is uh, all the stuff about collusion and trading and everything else that goes on, and uh, you know the payouts and divisions and all the other setup and tiebreakers and tiebreakers in the playoffs and everything else. But it, there's no question. You know, I've every every year something else goes wrong. We voted on extra COVID IR spots. Now we're voting to take those spots away because COVID's over with. We're voting on like there's always something that changes, or you know, and that goes in red underneath that original one. What got changed, so you can see the amendments and the date and all the time. So you got to keep on top of it, and you got to let the you know, you can't really change the the rules rules, but you can amend the rules a little bit to make people happy. Changing the scoring is usually the hardest thing to do. That you know, any yeah. alteration to scoring is generally speaking the hardest thing because people draft around the scoring. So. It is what it is, but 100%. Uh, hey, all right, so quick, I got a quick question for you guys. How do you feel like about chops? Do you, as a commission, if people say they want to chop the championship game money up in half, do you jump in on that or do you let people make that decision? The reason I've never done that, and then all of a sudden I hear people talking about it nonstop lately on Discord pages, oh, and Twitter, about already looking to chop because they already got a bye week and the first round. And it's like, oh, really? So, how do you guys feel about the chop? Well, we if it, we if did it, this on the DD uh, draft. Go ahead, Mike. If it went down in one of the leagues, right, as commissioner and Adam, you're going to be in it. Like, if we're not involved in it, first off, if Adam and I are in the championship, there's no fucking way either one of us is bowing out. Like, that's not happening. Period. Fuck you, buddy. No, we're going to find I'm going out all or nothing, right? But if for whatever reason we weren't a part of it, it was a couple other teams and they're in it and they want to do it. Fine, but I'm going to ridicule them mercilessly in chat. Like, I'm going to tell them how soft they are. <laughs> like, I'm going to go hard at it. I hate it. I think it's dumb. I think you are you you take the easy way out. <laughs> if you're like, hey, let's split the pot. We'll just chop it up. Nah, nah, man. Nah, that's not what we play for. There needs to be a championship. Yeah, this isn't soccer. We don't end in ties. <laughs> Dude, I agree 100%. I'm the same way. I, I'm a total double down guy. I never hedge. Like, I don't mess with that. I'm like, no, I'm going in more. Like, I just, I, I keep seeing people saying chop, and I'm just like, man, why? I just can't do it. I'd rather just lose than chop. 
and like not take my chance with the title and the most money. I don't know, but that's just me. I guess that's my my mindset. But I just want to see what you guys thought about that. I don't care what people do. If you got a problem with it, then get them a championship game and figure it out yourself. You know, win a championship. You know, don't if somebody wants to split it, that, that's their that's up to them. If they get half the money, they, that's what they they don't think they can win it and they make a deal. Then they make a deal. It's none of my business what somebody else wants to do. You know, hey, if you want to go all for it until everybody goes, hey, go fucking pound sand and go have it. If you want to say, hey, man, I don't think I can win, but I'm willing to split the and the other guy said reach an agreement. That's the same as the trade, as far as I'm concerned. I, it's none of my business. That's what two owners who spent their money for to do it. That's what they do. So you know, let it be. I, I'm I'm actually with you, John. Though, like, first of all, I will. I'm with Mike. I will ridicule you if I, if you tell me that's what happens. I'm gonna ridicule you. Like, you didn't even have the balls, you know, to go see if you win the title when you're there. Like, you actually are gonna win money regardless, and you're already splitting. The one thing, though, I will say, it's not my business. It's your money. You want to do what you want to do with your money. I, by all means, man. I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. Um, I think the only concern that I've seen, though, is if there's a lot of this talk about splitting and it's early and you're not even in the ship, I think there becomes this point where people are worried of collusion. Like, these are these are two guys that are out here, you know, splitting the pot when they make it to the championship. But what if one of them doesn't? Are they still splitting? And then what are their teams looking like? I think that's probably part of the problem. But ultimately, man, if you want to split, go ahead and split. I'm I'm out here to try to win money and the most money I can. That's not by splitting in the title. Yeah, see right here, Dr. Harris. I split fifteen hundred dollar winnings in a sixteen team league one year when I was the number one team and I needed to end up losing the championship and I was thankful that I split it. So that guy got, you know, seven hundred and fifty bucks probably instead of just, you know, getting two hundred and fifty or something like that. So he you know, it is what it is. If if you think that your team is not right, but who am I to tell him? Dr. B. Harris, who am I to tell him, like, no, that's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's, that's up to him, man, 100% on him. And he won because of it. I, I, I get it when it's bragging rights and your best friends or in a home league, it doesn't happen too much, you know. But, you know I guess it all depends on how you feel about your team, what your chances are. What if you What if you got lucky and you just, man, like, <laughs> you went through the playoffs, like, you're playing somebody whose guys got hurt in the first round and you somehow made it to the ship. You're like, I don't belong here, man. I don't I have no business being here. Like, and I, you know, you're playing against an inferior opponent who just walked in the playoffs. Hey man, I guess what I'm saying, split the money. I know I'm going to get smoked anyway. And, and if I end up winning, I'm like, shit, man, I feel like a jag off now, but at the same time, I still got half the pot. I didn't lose shit. So it's, it's, Hey man, when you get there, that's your decision to make. Don't be jealous of somebody else who makes, you know, make that decision for yourself instead of telling everybody else what to do kind of thing. Yeah. You better get to the ship. Go ahead. Get to the ship is right. Do your thing. All right, let's uh, talk about – thanks for talking some commissioner stuff with me, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, week 15 waiver, tar- waiver target. So starting with the quarterback position, Baker Mayfield <coughs> is a, is a uh, option here. Not not a really great option, but that could carry in the next year if, uh, if somebody retires, you know, that we all know and love. Ryan Tannehill, Brock Purdy, Matt Ryan, Desmond Ritter. Anybody else you guys think about or can uh, name that you would want to know for quarterbacks or you're, you're looking out this week for quarterbacks? I mean, I'm, I'll tell you this much. I'm not picking up Brown or whoever the hell Baltimore's going to start if Lamar doesn't play or um, Tyler you know, Huntley. If Tyler Huntley doesn't play, right? If both those guys are not playing, I'm not. I'm not. I, I guess maybe in Superflex, if you can pick him up and you think you can flip him, if there's no you know trades, I just man, I don't see a lot of upside for him. But at the same time, man, if you have money and you just want a quarterback, Superflex, I go ahead. Um, I think though this list is basically. Everybody I can think of. I've been sitting on some some Ritter shares, and it's funny because these quarterbacks that don't play, right? Like, what are you going to do with them? The, the, their value becomes so bad during the year. Like, if you haven't played for 14 weeks, 
people now like the allure is all gone too it's like you can't even play over Mariota. the guy stinks like nobody even wants him rebuild whatever so it's funny i actually have a couple contending teams in best ball where <laughs> i've been sitting on ritter i've tried to move my can't and it's like all right you're gonna give me an extra super flex guy that can run the football in the playoffs sign me the hell up man y'all should have taken whatever dog shit i was trying to get back from you on ritter because those days are over now yeah right matt saying breakout game for ritter coming talk uh, to him matt yeah i mean hey that's this is this is another reason in dynasty and i don't know how you guys are in best ball but there should never ever ever be a trade deadline no matter what in the playoffs or not because that's when the best deals are being done when you got someone by the short and curly saying mm-hmm. oh you need a quarterback well guess what i need first round picks and i need them next year too and you don't have a quarterback and you're going for the ship and you know i love not having trade deadlines 365 days a year you want to send me a trade on christmas morning while my kids are opening presents guess what i'm opening that shit and i'm gonna fucking trade it you know that's i i don't there's no way i i'm i'm a trader i'm that person we Preach. are the same way, man. We Preach. all all the leagues mice commission, no trade deadline. Last year I remember there was a league I was really excited for in best ball. I thought this team's gold. And I had a bunch of injuries. You know, I had Kittle and Waller that were either disappointing or hurt. And I I ended up losing in the wild card first round, right? And it's crazy because all of a sudden, like if the trade deadline would have been turned off, like now all of a sudden I'm a, I'm a team that's thinking about twenty two at the time, right? So I was able to make a couple moves of teams that were still in it to kind of help shape my team for the following year. Um, like, I, I I don't see why you have to turn it off. Uh, if you got some idiots in your league and you're worried about what people are going to do in the playoffs and you got to turn it off, fine. But Mike and I, the leagues that he's commissioning, trade deadline doesn't exist. We don't. What's a trade deadline? I have, I have a couple of trade deadlines in leagues I commission. It's just because people cried so much. And a majority of the people cried so much when you're like championship week and somebody sells their entire soul for the next four years to try to win it that week. Like, that's not fair. You have the opportunity to do it as well. I don't know what you're complaining about. Right. Koopa Troopa H just said all my Ritter shares are best ball uh, rebuilders past the trade deadline. So he doesn't have a chance to trade. Trade deadlines are just stupid, and I, I understand yeah. there's, a, there's a there's a place for trade deadlines in a redraft league because yes. that, that's stupid. But unless you're playing redraft, there's zero reason to have a trade deadline ever. So thanks for the uh, comment again there, buddy. Yeah, but I've seen a bunch of people just praying for that Ritter blow up because they're like, I, I want to sell them so bad. I want to just have them have one or two good games so I can sell them. <laughs> so I actually have a couple teams that I'm hoping he actually is decent on because I'm pretty young, high upside, but I, I, I'm bad at QB. I got Ritter. I got Pickett. I got Zach Wilson. Like, so I'm hurting at QB. So I need one of these young guys to pop for me or I got to do so I got to figure something else out. Sounds like half my fucking teams. <laughs> uh, running back, Travis Homer, Zamir White, which I'm eyeballing Zamir White everywhere because I, I think that the Raiders might, now that they're out of the playoffs, they might be just shutting down for and maybe long-term contracting uh, Josh Jacobs. Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris, for all of you, Ramadre owners, Daria Gumawale, uh, Keontae Ingram, Chuba Hubbard. Any other running backs you guys can think of? Uh, yeah, I will say. Oh, you already put him in. Never mind. Pierre Strong, and Kevin Harris. Yeah, that that. We'll see what happens with Ramondre. But um, it was funny, man. We, Mike and I we do so much like pre-draft drafting talk and mocks, and um, we were all over Pierre Strong, and Kevin Harris, and then they both got drafted to the same team, which plays the backfield antics, and we're kind of like, ah, oh, fuck. And we got st- I got stuck with a bunch of shares um, of, of each because no one would trade you for him. So. Um, Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong were the ones, especially here, where in that system, if you do get the work, and you, they both looked really good in that game, man. 
Yeah, they did. Kevin Harris runs like a three of like a four what uh, a four four one forty or something like that, or a four or something real. He's a big ass dude for running that fast too. I, I have him on almost mm-hmm. every team. I drafted him in the fourth round everywhere. So yep. yeah, I get it. I mean, if you need a stash this week, Chuba Hubbard's a guy. If you got a, if you're just desperate for an RB two, I mean, he had a pretty decent week last week. The Steelers have been terrible against the run. I mean, he's a guy that could actually do a little blow up if you're if you're some team out there looking to pick somebody up that you feel like you got to play. Uh, he might be a decent one this week. Yeah, buddy. Uh, wide receivers, Elijah Moore, who I drafted last year, like the beginning of the second round. I absolutely love my Elijah Moore shares. They're never going to go anywhere. Uh, Chris Moore, someone that's I don't, I don't really trust, but he's got an opportunity. Terrace Marshall, a guy that didn't really pan out so far in his career. DJ Chark had a good catch last week. Uh, he had graded for rookie years, kind of like you know up and down season. Looks pretty good, but I don't really trust that. There's some, there's almost like there's too many weapons on the Lions now. So Tutu Atwell, you know, all five foot four, thirty eight pounds of Tutu Atwell. Uh, he looked pretty good on the, on the field the other day, but man, he is so small, and I don't know what the hell they're going to do with uh, you know without anybody else on the team. You know, that may be just Baker's guy, but, you know, who knows? Any other receivers that I could that missed here? Man, that's all about no, – I that's, think you got that's about not, all of them. Yeah, it's, that, uh, that's the DJ Chark one's really interesting to me. Like, I like what I've seen from him these last couple weeks. And, uh, I don't know, this is kind of that player that you always like, and it's probably going to be one of these wide receivers, at least from a dynasty perspective, that I put too much stock in. And I'm like, oh, I can't trade him for that. I can't get rid of him for that. And then he just never really does anything. But right. ever since, ever since that 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 second year breakout that he's had, like he's just had this allure, and then he gets hurt, and then oh, he's coming back in Detroit. We're gonna see how he how he fits in, and then he gets hurt again, and you're going, oh shit, it's never happening for him. And then he comes back, and he just right at the end of the season, right before my teams that probably have DJ Chark are eliminated, just gives me that hope one more time. <laughs> He, he gives me the Donovan Peoples Jones like uh, MVS kind of feeling is what he gives me. Oh and I don't my gosh, like, yeah, that's I don't like one. that at all. So yeah. I, I'm probably wrong again, like I'm wrong in almost everything. But uh, you know, that's kind of <laughs> that's the way that goes. So uh, tight ends, Chig. I'm not even going to attempt to say his name. There's a handful of guys in this league that I'm pretty good at saying names at, but for some reason, <laughs> I just cannot. Pre- Anybody of you guys take a stab at his full name? Mike, Mike has a decent one. Go ahead, Mike. A Quanquo. Nice. Quanquo. Yeah, see, there you go. Why can't I just say a Quanquo? I still fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, you said yeah. two seconds ago. <laughs> I I really like what I saw from Chig, man, and he has um, a very nice RAS score. Problem with Chig is going to be, you know, long term at least. What is the reality of him having this much of a receiving share because of how, you know, Tra- Traylon's down these last couple weeks. You know, hit the touchdown, he gets hurt, and he misses last week. Um, like, is it realistic for Chig to get this much target volume? And I think that's what's propping his points up right now. Although I, you got to love it, right? When you talk about the tight end landscape, it's a shallow one. And I think what you have to remember here is basically when you get outside of the elite guys, you're talking about mostly tight end dependent guys, right? They're going to have three, four catches. They're going to have 40 yards or less. But did they get in the end zone? When you look at Chig, he that was the first time he got in the end zone in a long time this last week, right? But he's actually been relevant because he has yard after the catch ability. So for Chig, for me, like he is very intriguing. Um, problem is, I, I have a feeling he's going to become overpriced in Dynasty because of it. So um, Ch- Chig's very interesting. I got my, I got very, I'm very curious on having my pulse on what's going to happen here with him. A little fun nugget there about Chig. These last two weeks are the only weeks of the season he's been over a 50% snap share. 
Yep. And coincidentally, he's tight end eight last week. He's tight end three this week. Yep. The only two weeks that he's been over 50% of a snap share, he finally produces. So maybe they put him on the field a little bit more. Maybe that's what, a good idea, Tennessee. Who knew? What happens to him when Tannehill's gone and it's Malik Willis at quarterback? You know, I'm not saying that's anytime <laughs> soon. I think I think Tannehill's still the answer next year. You know, but I'm not sure what Malik Willis – he did not look good when he started when he played a couple games he was in. You know, so and but a lot of running quarterbacks depend on their tight end. You see that it's a good part of the uh, the mm-hmm. offense. But well, well, that's the thing with with Malik Willis, right? Um, you you got to look at the good and the bad. Um, if you look at it, it's not a half full thing, though. The good is far not outweighing the bad. But if you're going to look at something good, um, he did not complete a pass to any receivers outside the hashes. Everything was to tight ends or to running backs because right. he's was not very accurate. So he managed to throw the ball to Chig, but. For everybody's sake in Tennessee, um, you probably don't want to see Malik until he takes some time to develop. The only guys I'm trading up for right now is Greg Dulcich, and, and I'm going to try everything I possibly can to get to pry Trey McBride from owners. That's the other guy that I don't mind overpaying for right now. I don't think he started out too well. Obviously, he didn't. He's not looking too well right now, but I think he is by far the future in Arizona. So I, I love Trey McBride, but other people other people love him just who drafted him love him just the same as me and he's not going anywhere until he just consistently is bad and I'll still trade for him at that point in time so it is what it is uh so we got some injuries Kyler Murray torn ACL out for the season he's probably gonna be out most of the next season too or at least half of next season because it's so late in this season Russell Wilson got concussed last week Mike White with his ribs will probably play it's a week week to week injury probably play this week Kenny Pickett got a concussion those seem to be week-long injuries any other injuries of quarterbacks that I missed I mean, we got the the Tyler, uh, Tyler Huntley, Tyler the Huntley, Tyler yeah. Huntley oh, yeah, situation yeah. that we don't know what the hell's happening. You, go, you could put you go ahead and put Lamar and Tyler up there. Um, I'll tell you this much: being in Cleveland, that game's here. Um, Lamar without a contract and with sleet and shit weather here, like that's going to become a running football game. You're not going to see Lamar play this week. I think they may have already said he's out. Um, I'll be honest; I, I'm kind of curious to see if Lamar plays and when this year because. Say it. Say it. For, for a guy that doesn't have a contract and piss at the organization, I don't know, man. You, you, this is a guy that's been hurt two years in a row. You going to keep going out there when you're hurt? I, I think it's very interesting to see how this transpires and what happens in Baltimore with him. I said that on Twitter, and I got absolutely blown up saying it's a character thing, and he would never do that. It's a fucking business, man. And I don't give a shit what you know until you're in his in, until you're in his shoes, and you're that close to a two hundred fifty million dollar contract. I would not go out there and risk myself, and especially this time of year in the place he's got a place still. Not a chance. And, I, and it's 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 only fair that that you know the Ravens kind of say, hey, we don't want you to get your hurt anymore. If if they really want him to get to to, to be their future, the quarterback. They probably shut him down too and say, "Hey, listen, man. I know you're not negotiating anymore, but he might be past the point of no return." And at that point in time, I don't blame him for just giving you know two high hard ones to the Ravens and saying, "You know what? I'm going to walk into free agency as a, as a fresh, ready for my next team that actually gives a shit about me, and I'm ready to go." So that's uh, that's how I feel about that. Yeah, and I don't think it's a character thing. I think at this point, like, it's listen, right, right or wrong, I, I'm not going to debate that. But I do think that you know if you're in something like he is, like he believes Baltimore's playing hardball. And if someone's playing hardball with you, sometimes all you can do back is play hardball. And this is maybe a leverage piece he does have, which is, you know, we'll see what Baltimore, how Baltimore responds. And I don't know that that's going to come. I'm just – that's kind of me thinking about it out loud. No, I get it's it. True. I get it 100%. You got, Running backs. You got 250 to $300 million contract on the line here. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. That's a lot of money to go like, nah, I'm good, man. Yeah. I'm good. I'm going to sit out these next couple that's weeks. That's your kids. 
and your grandkids and your great grandkids and your great grandkids, grandkids, 100%. taken care of forever. You know, so yeah, you can't even spend that money if you wanted to. Right, even if you're stupid with money, if you just put away, you know, ten percent of it, five percent of it, and let that grow, <laughs> you're talking about fi- you're talking about family money for a long time. So, especially because he's his own agent, he's not paying somebody else too. He's keeping two thirds of that, you know, minus the taxes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, good for him, man. I love that kind of stuff when the players take care of themselves. So, running backs, Jeff Wilson, hip a couple weeks from Andre Stevenson ankle. We saw him come back in the game, play a couple snaps, and they pulled him out probably for precautionary reasons. But it's a weekly thing. Damian Pierce ankle a couple weeks. Any other running backs that I missed here? Uh, I mean, if Rex Burkhead's still out there, somebody hasn't picked him up with the whole uh, news of the Eno Benjamin getting cut, which I I can't believe how these guys have just gotten cut for no apparent reason this year. That play, our backups, and then all of a sudden they're off the team. It's it's the craziest year for that, the NFL. I don't understand it at all. But with him just getting cut like that with the injury to Pierce, now they're saying today – maybe two, maybe three weeks. Well, now you just cut Benjamin. Now all of a sudden, who else they got? I mean, looking at Rex Burkhead, possibly being a league winner again, which would be unbelievable two years in a row. If that <laughs> somehow happened. Sexy Rexy. Yeah, that's let, right. Let me say this isn't a uh, current injury that happened this week, but um, for all the uh, Darrell Henderson truthers out there, man, uh, apparently this injury cost him his job and nobody else has picked him up since because he's hurt. Um, you know, so... Yeah, what, it's either, it's either what he's hurt or he's just that? really not that good. I was going to say, um, what do you see on that? I haven't seen much on the injury front, and I figure there's got to be something that he keeps getting cut. There's so, no reason everybody just keeps cutting him out of nowhere unless he just can't perform at all. R- rumor I got was that uh, what I've read basically online is that um, he was kind of told to go in the game. He said he was um, he had some kind of a tweak injury, and he was not going to go back in. Following week, McVeigh and them, they cut him basically a day later. Um, and since then, I mean, you're talking about – the reason I bring it up, you're talking about Jeff Wilson's hurt, right? Miami, uh, New England has an injury. Damian Pierce is hurt. As far as I'm aware of that I've seen, I haven't even seen, like, hey, someone's flew him out to work out. Like, I've seen nothing. Like, no team is, like, checking, hey, Darrell Henderson, like, let's see if we can get him in here, which is really interesting to me. Um, the Eno thing, I think maybe that some other team called and said, hey, we want – you know, and there's passage, it's past the trade deadline – so they may, be, they may have been doing him a favor, but he's been passed around so much, too. I don't know what his story is. I really like Eno Benjamin. He's one of my, like, kind of hold-on-to guys just in case. But it's like I hold on to him, and I'm really getting expectations, and an opportunity comes up like this, and then he gets cut. It's like, man, what am I missing? What what am I missing on this guy? Yeah, just it's, it's, to me, just in general, this season was the most random year for people getting cut, like, out of nowhere. I mean, guys were starting one week. Two weeks later, they're cut. It's like it, it's just been it's just been kind of crazy. I don't remember a, a year like this in the NFL where guys just got cut for no reason midseason, even when they're playing. Yeah, wide receiver Debo Samuel about a monthish uh, with a MCL. Uh, T Higgins Hammy a couple weeks. Yeah, that's that. Those are funny. Uh, Tyler Boyd finger a couple weeks again. No, we know, until his hand works properly, he'll be out. DJ Moore, my love, my guy, my Mister Everything, knee weekly. Everything came back uh, negative uh, as far as MRIs and all that shit today. So he actually has a chance of playing this week. But, uh, you know, I just wish that he would get a quarterback and actually be DJ more than he could be. So any other wide receivers I missed? No, I think you got them all. The crazy thing is, though, when you're sitting here and you're naming these off, especially once you started running backs and wide receivers that we have to remember as fantasy players that it kind of just hit me just now, is when you're talking about a guy who's weekly, couple weeks, monthly, 
that's the entire fantasy season that we have left. <laughs> like it's, these dudes might as well just say IR next to their name because they're pretty much dead to us. Yeah, like, there's nothing right. you can do about it. I mean, you can you can ride out hope that maybe one of these guys comes back for uh, championship week, week 17, and you get to play them. But for the most part, uh, if you're dealing with a lot of injuries, or you got a lot of players on your team on this list that we that John just read off, uh, you're probably not making it to week 17, anyways. <laughs> That's right. It's over. Nobody listens to techno. Yeah. Well, what do you, what are you guys feelings on T.Y. Hilton? I can't believe it took him this long to get signed. I figured if he didn't get signed at the beginning of the year, he was absolutely done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm shocked that he just got signed this week. It's blowing my mind. What do you guys think about him? I is he has he got any chance to produce anything? So is he me, worth a pickup. When I first saw the tweet, right, uh, especially with the new Twitter takeover. Like I had to click multiple times. Like I, I, I thought for sure this is a parody account. You know, like there's no way that T.Y. Hilton just got signed by the Dallas Cowboys. Then I find out it's the real one. I'm like thinking, like I mean, I know they've been wanting receiver, right? They, the the OBJ thing went back and forth. Everybody thought he was going there, and then they found out the knee's not going to be right till the playoffs. And he's saying, I'll, I just want to play when the pressure's right. Well. That's fine, but you think someone else wants to give you, some team wants to give you meaningful snaps when they have no idea what you're going to look like out there? So obviously they're desperate, but man, this, like, de- there's desperate and then there's T.Y. Hilton desperate. Like, this guy looked like dust, man. Like, I mean, absolute dust. I can't say I'm really interested to see what he looks like because I don't think it's going to be much, but we'll see if he gets snaps out there, man. I, I stood up in my rookie draft last year. And I waited like at 301, Jalen Tolbert fell to me. And I'm like, yes, yes. And where the hell is he at? What is going on with Jalen Tolbert, man? He's They've been like David Pell and all these other guys. It's like, ah, oh, what the shit? Jalen Tolbert has apparently got awful at football. <laughs> Who knew, right? They want to bring in a, a one-legged OBJ. That doesn't work out. They're praying for Michael Gallup to come back. He looks kind of slow, hasn't really gotten off to a great thing. They were just talking up about James Washington being ready to come back off injured reserve. They can't wait to activate him. And then they signed T.Y. Hilton. So I think that pretty much tells you everything you need to know about Jalen Tolbert. And I'm with you. Uh, I I drafted a lot of Jalen Tolbert last year in the third round. And in startup drafts, you know, 14th, 15th round, I can't believe you guys let me get Jalen Tolbert. Oh, explosive offense with Dak. They need him. Yeah, he hasn't done nothing, man. Noah Brown became a thing for a little bit. Uh, then he went away, and then he came back last week, and he was kind of a thing again. So, uh, yeah, pretty much in Dallas, man, all you want is Tony Pollard, Zeke, Dak. <laughs> you yeah. want C.D. Lamb. And uh, that's about it. Dalton Schultz, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no tight end injuries. So we do this thing every day where we fly through. Everybody gets about, you know, try and get like 15 seconds or so on each team. Uh, I'll name a team. I got your name next to the team that you're taking. I'll just ask a quick question. You give me a quick answer, and we'll get through to all 32 teams as fast as possible, okay? Let's so, go. Mike, Bears, do they? Do the Bears keep Justin Fields and sell the number two pick, presumably, or sell Justin Fields and have multiple picks with a new quarterback to start to begin the rebuild? I think they keep both. I think Jalen Carter or Will Anderson is going to be too appealing for them to trade the pick, and Justin Fields has shown enough. He's a long-term answer at quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Bears should probably just pull, trade back. Uh, should just trade back that number two, that number two overall pick, and get a couple more picks because they're in a rebuild. They need to do that. So, uh, Adam Bingles, what's going on with Joe Mixon dynasty value going forward if he doesn't get the goal line carries? I mean, it, if he doesn't get the goal line carries, uh, yeah, none sca- last week. Sca- right? If that's actually the real trend moving forward, we're talking scary hours because 
he's going to be towards the end of his contract. He's getting older, and he's not getting goal line work and not getting passing work, uh, third down work, I should say. Scary hours. Um, I, I think it's going to be fluke kind of this week. I, I, I don't think this trend continues. However, if it is, no goal line carries, people are going to be panicking, man, panicking hard. Justin, I keep asking this question. When is Josh Allen going to be Josh Allen again? Dude, I, you know, we, we talk about all the time, these ups and downs, these ups and downs and ups and downs in the NFL. It's like week to week, guys, like everybody flips out one week about a guy, then he's the greatest ever the next week, then he's down again the next week. I mean, I still think this Bills team is going to be good. I mean, Cole Beasley getting signed, I mean, I, I maybe he's the answer there, but uh, I just think they're going through a little bit of a slump. I still like the Bills. And then still think Josh Allen's coming through for me. You can't sit him fancy playoffs down the right. end here. You got to play him. got to play him. Mike Broncos, why can't Sutton just be better than Judy? I understand he got hurt this week, but, man, why does Judy just get these opportunities to be better than Cortland Sutton all the time? Because Cortland Sutton is put on this earth to break our hearts. Yes, that's the correct answer. <laughs> and then they it. reincarnated him for a little bit as Brian Edwards, and then he also broke our hearts, and then now we're back to Cortland Sutton. Ah, Brian Edwards, my guy. Ah. <laughs> yeah, another nightmare pick for me. That's, uh, that's what I do. Uh, Adam, Browns, David Njoku moving into tight end three for Dynasty. Tight end three, I can't do that because um, I, I, I still going to have to put as bad as it's been and there's no quarterback play. I still can't put him ahead of Andrews or Kelsey. Um, can't put him ahead of Pitts. Mike and I just talked about this recently. I, I think probably around tight end five-ish, you could, you could really make a case. Um, tight end four even if you really wanted to, but I can't put him top three, no. All right, fair. Uh Justin Buccaneers is Chris Godwin a buy, sell, or hold in PPR dynasty leagues? Uh, you're probably a, a hold on on Godwin unless you're a team that's missing the playoffs and somebody's desperate. They need him, then you can sell him. But I think if you're in contention, you got a good team, you're probably holding Godwin. You're probably not going to get a first for him. Uh, yeah, he broke up uh, again. Yeah, I get it. He's getting 14, you know, targets a game. So if I'm out of the playoffs this week, I think, unfortunately, I like Chris Godwin as much as I like DJ Moore, and it's going to have to, like, I'm just going to have to sell Chris Godwin this year. It's just, it is what it is. Uh, Mike, Cardinals, will Colt McCoy be the starter next year to be start the year off? Probably for about three, four games if they don't bring in some other sort of bridge quarterback. But Kyler Murray will be back probably earlier than we think, too. I hope so. Uh, Adam, Chargers, someone offered me Keenan Allen for my Trevor Lawrence in the Dynasty Superflex this past weekend. How close was that offer? Um, I would say that's as close as I am to the other side of the equator. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's so bad. It's I, I got that, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, for real? Like, come on. I mean, I understand. Those, I those, those are my favorite, though. You know, like the ones, like, I, I always like kind of, you know, if it's someone's trying to send me Keenan Allen and I'm on a rebuild for my receiver, they just aren't paying attention. Th- this is like... You know, I say, you know, why do you hate me? Like, what did I do to you? Like, how bad? What? This, was, this Lawrence is ascending like crazy, man. Yes, he is. He's been hot. I've been trying to get Keenan Allen from a guy because I need another. I need a. I need a uh, like a number two, uh, a, a second flex player in the league. And I'm like, all right, Keenan Allen. I can't trust him. He's been hurt a lot. You know, we'll see what it is. But when he's out there, he's fucking phenomenal. So I tried to get him, and I got a, re- a rebuttal of Keenan Allen for Trevor Lawrence. And I'm like, come on, man. Like it's it's rough, but anyway, uh, let's see. Justin, Chiefs is Isaiah Pacheco ever going to be Jamal Charles like I want him to be? Uh, absolutely not. He's not going to be Jamal Charles. Uh, he's been good. He's been better than I I did have any of him. I tell you what, I liked it better than Ceh. So I guess I'll go with that. But uh, 
he's been decent for him as most you could ask out of any running back for the Chiefs in a while. Other than Jerick McKinnon, just every once in a while comes out of nowhere and plays amazing. It's it's crazy. Unless Jet goes down, he's not even sniffing that role. But McKinnon looked real good last week, and I just traded for him the week before that for a fourth round pick, and I started him this week, which pretty much got me in the playoffs. So I was super happy about that. That was a huge move. Mike, we always like Colts questions around here, okay? Because Justin's a season ticket holder for for the Colts game. So are the Colts going to come out of out of the bye and steamroll the Vikings, Chargers, and Giants? If you had put get steamrolled by the <laughs> Yes. Um steamroll, no, unless you consider like going one and two steamrolling. If that's the case, then yes. Yes, yes, Justin. They will steamroll those three teams by going one and two. Adam, commanders. When the hell will Sam Howell get his chance? You know, I, I'm already liking this because clearly you you did some background and knew that you couldn't ask Mike this question because you wouldn't get a real answer because <laughs> he's going to tell you how much he loves Sam Howell. I'm going to tell you this much, man. With what they've dealt with at quarterback this year, the fact that he's not getting his chance means that it ain't coming. And um, love the talent. Thought there was going to be much better draft capital. But with not getting a chance on this commander's team, um, forget about it, man. It's over. Yeah. Justin, you're now out of the playoffs. What are you asking for Zeke in a team fire sale in a 12-team league? What are you asking? You got Zeke. You're trying to sell him. What are you asking for? Yeah, the question is what I'm asking, what I could probably get. Um, I don't know if you could – man, maybe if somebody's absolutely desperate, you could get a late, late first. But I'm guessing most people are probably going to think that second round range for Zeke. Maybe try to flop another player and another pick together to make it not hurt so much. But, yeah, I just don't think you're going to get much more than a, a mid to late second for Zeke unless somebody's just absolutely desperate. Tua. Is Tua just fucking garbage or is it, just, is it true or false? That's harsh. <laughs> That's harsh. You're allowed to have one bad game. John hates, John hates Tua. John no. hates Tua. We got a Come spicy on. one then. All right. Come on, man. <laughs> he had one so good okay. quarter the whole season, and that's all. That, I mean, literally. Oh, my gosh. You know what's crazy, John? I, I, this isn't my question, but I'm going to step in. After throwing 35% completion, you know he still has the number two QBR in the NFL? Damn. That's a hell of a quarter if that's the case. <laughs> that's a hell of a quarter. I get it. You know, the guy like, – we go to this every week. I see the guy throws five-yard slants, and the guy's taking 84 yards to the you know to the house. And it's just – it's maddening to see. Like, good, good for him, but he's not, you know – Jeez, oh, I just don't. Next question. Yeah, if two hundred one MVP, like John would still hate him. He'd still well, hate yes. Him. Right. Ne- next yeah. question is the correct answer because we would just spend all day not going anywhere. Jalen Hurts, quarterback one going forward. Adam. Oh my goodness! Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. Justin Falcons. Desmond Ritter will turn this team around. I don't know if he's turning around, but I'd love to see him do a little something with whatever he can here. Give him a little upside going into next season. Give him something to think about. That would be uh, that'd be great for fantasy purposes all around and for the Falcons. See if they got something in Ritter. Mariota just I saw something on Twitter today. I retweeted it, that he went home to have a baby. That's the only reason he's not here this week. Mm. So that's why Ritter is uh, the, the starter. It might not be permanent. But... Also, word out there that Mariota has a knee injury that they haven't really been talking about that might actually get him put on IR for the rest of the year. So we'll see what that happens with that too. Very good. Mike, George Kittle is about to be a stud again. Are we going after Danny uh, Danny Gray now that uh, Debo's out? No to Danny Gray and uh, no to George Kittle, unfortunately. <laughs> so I'm an Iowa guy. I love him. But, uh, you know, the dude ran 19 routes last week. Come on. Right. I think it's over. <laughs> Adam, is, Bar- is Barkley a buy or sell this offseason? 
Um, it'll be interesting to see how he finishes out the rest of the year if he can stay healthy. I think he's probably. I talked about this a few weeks back. He, he's reaching probably a peak in dynasty cost just because he's smashing. Um, but people are going to forget about the injuries and all this stuff if he continues to play the rest of the year. I would say, you know, he's probably more of a sell than a buy. I think the reality for me is on my contenders, I'm probably going to hold Barkley until the end of time just because he is so special as a talent and athlete. He's one of those I'm just going to – Mike and I have the scale, right? You know, the the fuck around and the find out scale. I'm going to fuck around and find out with Saquon Barkley. Fucking right you are. That's right. Matt Bruni says Riddle helps the Falcons win out and win the division. Hey, man. That's I would I don't I don't it could happen. There's enough talent on a team, so you know a change of pace or you know nobody's got tape on the quarterback yet. You never know what's going to happen as far as that goes. So sure. I don't blame it. Uh, ja- uh, Justin Jaguars dynasty startup. You're on the clock. Watson or Trevor Lawrence? I'm T Law. You know me. I'm Team T Law all day, every day. I think he had the worst possible start to his NFL career he could have, and he's already kind of bounced back this year. We're seeing it get a couple more pieces around him. I think we're going to end up seeing a lot of good T-Law for the next decade. So do I. Agreed. Uh, Mike, Jets, what happens to the Jets running back stable next season when it's Carter, Knight, and Brees Hall? I think for the majority of the season, you're going to have a really ugly committee uh, while they're working Brees back in. But the minute he's fully healthy and a full go, it's over. It's back to Brees Hall show. He's too good, too explosive, played way too well when he got the carries this year for him yeah. to not carry the, the mail. To be the yeah. guy. Yeah, I agree. Lions, uh, Adam, Lions, rebuild around Jared Goff next year or make the move to upgrade a quarterback through the draft or go get Rodgers, Brady, etc. Definitely no to the latter. Um, I think Goff's made a very good case to keep as a bridge. I think the problem is with Goff, he's probably the best case for them next year, but we all kind of know what Jared Goff is. Even when he's playing like this, he's not going to win you – you know, he's not going to help you win the title. Obviously, we saw what he did at the title game. But, like, I think they're going to keep him. I, From what I've read, they're not going to go up and trade to get a quarterback. But I think the problem is eventually Detroit is going to want a to try to find a long-term NFL Super Bowl champion MVP-type caliber player, and I don't think that's Jared Goff. So I don't know if it's this year, but they will probably eventually look for that upgrade. Yeah, I agree. I think Goff's there all next year, and then they'll move on from there. Um, uh, let's see. Justin Packers, is Christian Watson really only a best ball player? Uh, well, if you got him in best ball, you're loving life. Uh, right now he's been fantastic for that. Um, I told a couple weeks ago, I still have him on like three taxi squads. Cause I just kept thinking the second I take him off, he's going to fall off the face of the earth again. And he hasn't. So you're welcome everyone for me leaving him on the taxi squad. He keeps blowing up every week. Uh, he's look good. He's going to have the opportunities. So, I mean, Packers got no one else. I mean, no one else. So he's going to keep getting shots at it. That's for sure. Yeah, Mike Panthers. DJ Moore makes me cry like a little girl. Uh, does he? That doesn't ever love you back. Is he ever going to be? Is he ever going to pan out? No, he's going to be like that girl that doesn't love you back. And you're always going to think with your heart. And I'm, I'm always going to draft him. And I'm always going to trade for him because I think he's going to be something. And I'm going to do content on him. And he's never going to do shit to pay off. <laughs> like, I've, I've come to that point where I'm just in. Like, fine. Just, Adam, true just, or false? Adam, true or false? The well Patriots are the most well-coached team with no real talent. Um, I would say, yeah. But I also think the problem with this is this is where Hoodie gets too much credit is because he's also the guy operating as GM. So part of the reason they don't have talent is because of him. And they have a defensive coordinator calling plays. Like, 
at a certain point you can coach, but you're in your own fucking way. Yeah. Justin Raiders shut down Josh Jacobs and retain him long-term. Uh, I don't think you shut him down. I mean, I think you play him, but uh, I, I said this last week. I still think they figure out a way to re-sign him. I think they franchise him and try to get a deal out. And I think they get him for a decent amount of money, nothing crazy. Because I think his he'll look at the market and realize no one else is going to give him a ton of money either. Yeah, 35 other good running backs coming out next year too. So he's going to have a lot of competition. He can't be – beggars can't be choosers kind of thing when it's uh, that many that much talent around him. Mike, Rams are built around Baker Mayfield going forward. In the same way that the Saints are building around Andy Dalton. That's, that's it. No coach, no offense, no draft picks, and no salary cap. So go ahead. Build around Baker all you want. Got to do what you do. Adam Ravens, is Lamar going to give Baltimore the high hard one and just uh, sitting out? I think we already talked about this. So. This this is funny, man. You know, no no disrespect to you. I didn't read the show notes because I like to come on and just be real. This is kind of like Mike and I. We, we If we script too much, we just – getting our own way. I just like to keep it real. I already hit on this. I didn't realize you had a question and had it for me. I I think it's a possibility. Um, to say he's going to do it, I can't really predict that, but I do think it's a scenario. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Saint, uh, Justin, Saints, when the fuck will Jameis Wilson start? J- Jameis Winston start? <laughs> I just it's It blows my mind. I mean, I would understand if they were like, in contention and Andy Dalton had been playing pretty solid and they're like, okay, we're, you know, we got a shot to make the playoffs. We don't want to mess up team chemistry. I just don't understand this move at all by them. I don't know, not know why they're not playing Jameis Winston. All it tells me is they hate him. He's going to be gone next year. There's no way they can play him next year after sitting him this whole season. Every show has to have a Jameis Winston question because he is my favorite player in the league. So that's, uh, you know, that that's, it is what it is. So. Sorry, guys. You have to sit through James Winston questions whenever you're on the show. So, Mike, the Seahawks, Geno Smith's garbage time touchdown possibly cost me a playoff spot. It actually didn't, but it was really, really close. What are the Seahawks going to offer him to stay this offseason? My condolences for your almost loss. <laughs> almost loss. Uh, I would say probably like 18 to 22 mil over two, maybe three years tops, but I don't think it's going to be something crazy. Gino's had his warts this year too. Like Gino is kind of who we thought he was at times. Like he's played well, but he's also been Gino Smith. Adam Steelers. Is Kenny Pickett going to get Rosen? No. Next question. All right. Good man. <laughs> I really, really hope not. Justin Texas Texans is Rex Burkhead going to be the people going to win people's championship this year. If not, which Houston running back, it, which Houston running back will it be if Pierce is out? It has to be Rex Burkhead. You know that's he just never goes away. He's yes. going to be around forever. Somehow he's going to have a big score or do something where he's going to win a couple teams championships as a random flex play or RB two. He's just going to do something, some sixty yard screen pass that ends up making the difference. You know what's coming. Yeah, we talked about that. The next question was about Chig. We already talked about that. So Adam Vikings, you should be trading for Ty Chandler right now. True or false? I'm going to say false. If you want to go ahead and get him thrown into the deal as a, as a freebie, sure. But I, I, I like Ty Chandler, like the talent, but um, I'm not going to go advocate for someone buying him. I can't do that. All right. We got two more sentences real fast. I know you guys got to get out of here. So uh, these are Mighty McGlynn <clears throat> home league trades. These are leagues that I commission 12 team dynasty, super flex, PPR, tight end premium, 0. 0.75, 12 starters. Uh, 10 starters and then 20 bench spots with no position limits 
Uh, pretty much normal scoring with bonuses on long plays, first downs, stuff like that. Uh, number one, Kenny Pickett for a mid-24 first. I'll say Kenny Pickett. Pickett. Okay, good. That's, I've no, you sure know why I'm on Pickett. So. 365 hour fab for 20, for 20, 23 fifths. That's about give right. Me fab. For give, give me the fab. <laughs> That's about right. Mike and I do, it did end up making that deal. I made him pay another fourth, but I did two fourths for like 900 bucks. So, yeah, I like it. Cor- Corey Davis for a 24 fifth. Corey Davis, I, I, I just don't want fists. Fists are too much. They're too far out. I don't care. They're yeah. just they're really nothing, man. And I like Corey Davis. I don't understand why people I got I got this is my trade. I got Corey Davis for twenty four fifth. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Uh Ramadre for Ramadre for David Bell, Trey McBride, and Sky Moore. Package. Mm. Especially, well, before the injury I would have taken Ramadre. With the injury, I'll take the package. We don't know how bad the injury is though, so Yeah, but it's enough to just make that backfield possibly muddied again. Yeah, I'm packaged right. unless I'm packaged unless you absolutely are desperate for. I, I'll take Ramondre. I'll, I'll be the dissenting voice. I, like I want this. Ramondre. I like the Rhino. Hunter Henry. Uh, this is a tight end premium. Hunter Henry for or Colt McCoy, possibly starting next year until the buy rec- in a Superflex Dynasty League, obviously. But Hunter Henry, Colt McCoy's god awful too. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and dissent as well, though, because if I'm in if I'm a contending team and like a, a super flex two quarterback in best ball, I can see it on Henry, but Colt McCoy might actually help you if you're des- desperate a few weeks. So I'll take McCoy. Mm-hmm. JT, uh, I'm probably actually leaning slightly more McCoy just because of that reason. Yeah, exactly. It's a super flex. Hunter Henry doesn't do shit this whole fucking year, so I'm. A- it is what it is. I'm, I'm going the McCoy side just because it's good to have a backup quarterback in Superflex. I'm not sure what Henry's future is going to be either. I, I, you know, people thought he was going to be the savior of that franchise when he and he got signed there. It was, uh, you know, it was he was everybody's Twitter darling favorite guy. But Hollywood Brown and Darius Slayton for a 24 first, middle of the road 24 first. I'll take the first. First by a long shot. Yep. Yeah. I was offered Hollywood Brown and Isaiah Pacheco for the same middle of the road first, and I'm like, I just, you know, I don't know. It was it was tough. That was a little bit closer than Darius Slayton, but yeah, still, I just couldn't pull a trigger. I better just keep the mid the 24 first. So those are our home league trades. I just like to add them every week to see just kind of what we're doing here. So what we do is we evaluate a team every week. We'll do this real fast. These are the same 12 team dynasty super flex. All the rules we just talked about. So this is uh, Joe Castleman's team on sleeper. I'm going to share it with the audience here and everybody else to see. Uh, so let's share my screen. And here is the team. All right. It's it's starting quarterback, Russell Wilson, Kareem Hunt, Damian Pierce is the running backs, Brandon Ayuk, Jalen Weidel, Justin Jefferson, uh, Jordan Akins is the tight end. Some of these are his lineups not adjusted yet because of buys and stuff. Adam Thielen, D hop, Brock Purdy, is the second quarterback here. He's got Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater, and Justin Fields is on the bench. Desmond Ritter, Milan Mack, Dontrell Hilliard, David Montgomery, he's a Bears fan, Tyler Algier, uh, Kyron Williams, Isaiah Spiller, Devontae Parker, Cedric Wilson, Denzel Mims, Tutu Atwell, Kadarius Toney, John Mechie, O.J. Howard, Cole Komet, and on his, on his IR, he's got Tylen Wallace, Khalil Herbert, Dwayne Eskrich, and Wondell, or Wondell Robinson. So <clears throat> I sent this team to you a couple days ago, kind of uh, 
this is where is this this guy did not make the playoffs okay if you have this team what 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 kind of what are you doing what are you he's got all his picks too he's got all of his picks where he's mm-hmm. at so he's middle of the road he's in the draft lottery so you never really know about the first round pick but uh he's going to be probably five or six in the league uh depending because his team is actually pretty good it's a decent team what are you doing for this team to uh to improve this team going forward what what moves would you make to make this team better or what, what would you just say fuck it i'm gonna start selling some of these guys off or are you are you, are you gonna say man i'm gonna i'm gonna say to tell these picks away to get a couple more players what are you doing with this team uh, uh adam I, why don't you go first okay i'll tell you th- th- this one like when i first saw it and when i as you're reading through it right so you got fields you got ritter um you have russell wilson right russell wilson as much as you probably don't like him what we've seen he, he's going to be there uh, him and Fields, to me, is actually st- is solid. You look at the receivers, Jefferson and Waddle are really nice. Um, and then you look at, like, Thielen, Hopkins, Kareem Hunt, right? Those are the assets where as soon as this summer starts, it, 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 which starts in the winter, right, as soon as the season's over, those assets are going to go close to zero. Nobody wants to get older in that time of year. Honestly, for, for me, this is one of these teams where you want to pick a direction, but if you're going to decide to rebuild – you can't do it until the season starts where these guys pick up value unless you can trade right now. If you've already hit the trade deadline, you can't do that. I think with this team, um, as much as I normally don't like to do this, I, I think you wait it out this this summer. You trade as much value as you can throughout the summer, and then you see what your team has this year. You have all your picks. If you're able to make a contending move as the deadline's approaching, you're actually going to make the playoffs, go contend. I think you pick your direction in a lineup league like this, you know, six eight ten weeks into the year when you see what you have um but what i'm not gonna do is sell Thielen, nuke and kareem hunt for dog shit nothing in uh january february anytime this summer yeah that's it's terrible uh, this guy doesn't like to trade either so don't worry about that problem because you have to like you have to send him like gold for garbage in order to pry anything away from him so he's he's gonna sit tight he's like a bug in a rug you know he's a tick so he's not – he does not – unless you send him a great trade, he's not sending anything over. JT, what do you think about this team? Yeah, I mean, if you look at this team on the – on the just on the surf. Michael, switch to you real fast because JT froze again. <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, if, if he doesn't have a trade deadline, like I would definitely be shopping the piss out of these guys right now, uh, trying to sell anybody on DeAndre Hopkins stealing – uh, can I interest you in a cream hunt? Uh, just take them off my hands, please. Let me re-roll for next year. If there's already a trade deadline and it's passed, Adam hit it on the head, man. You got to ride these guys out. If you do want to sell, you got to wait till we get to redraft season next year around August before like any of these guys will start picking up value. You do have a nice core in Justin Jefferson, Jalen Waddle, you know Justin Fields. Like that's a nice, nice group of players to kind of build around. Um, the way I dynasty. I'll shop any of them if anyone wants to give me a godfather offer and a package, especially around draft time, uh, where I can go into like some younger pieces who may ascend in value a little bit more. Um, but that's it, man. Uh, other than that, this is one of those teams where if I had it about three, four weeks ago when it kind of wasn't looking good for me to make the playoffs, I would have been shopping, you know, D Hop. I would have been shopping David Montgomery, any of these guys. Please just take them off. I'm not winning. I'm not making the playoffs this year. It's not looking good. And these guys are all about to go to zero or close to zero pretty soon. 
the good thing is he's probably going to get uh, he's probably going to get one eleven or you know one one thirteen or two thirteen depending on this league scoring and add an extra pick to this. But yeah, he's got some shopping to do. JT, real fast, these guys got to go like three minutes ago. So yeah, sorry uh, about that. Yeah, I'm sorry, my internet's been spotty all day. Uh, no, like I just, this team, I don't think is that many pieces away from actually being a decent team. So I, I think if you could draft well. Um, you took take a look at it, see if you get some guys to play, and then, like they said, move some of those older uh, older guys later in the year once they have more value, if you can. But this team's not that far off. I, I really think you get a, a decent first and second round pick, kind of spit in there, and hope that Russell Wilson has a if Russell Wilson has a comeback here, this team all of a sudden is is competing. All right, Mike, uh, thanks for coming on today. See yourself out. Kind of everybody can find you. Give them the business again where how my Iowa Mike's awesome and where they can find you at. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Iowa Michael down there. Boom. Name right below there. Come over to our YouTube page sometime. Check it out. South Harmon Fantasy Football. We do got the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. You can be a shithead with us. Talking to Discord. We're always chopping it up in there. Doing a lot of cool stuff. We have a pretty big YouTube giveaway for when we hit 1,000. Never thought I'd be in this position, but this is what ride that Adam and I are on. When we get 1,000, we're giving away some signed autographed jerseys of some up-and-coming players and one of our favorites in DeAndre Swift. And as always, for free on Fridays, check out Destination Devi wherever you get your podcast. Fridays, 40 Chess Dynasty Football comes out. I'll go around the clock. JT Lawrence, see your way out. Yep, thanks, guys. Uh, kept me at JT Orange at Twitter. Just hit me up with any questions on trades, anything like that. I'll chat you up or find me in the Dynasty Theory Discord at JT Orange. Adam? Yeah, uh, ATM40Chess on Twitter. Mike already kind of touched on um, all the other stuff that we have, and I am I have to piss so bad. I'm just trying to make it out of here. You guys got a show to do. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. You guys were awesome today. Thanks for making the Commissioner Evaluation Show awesome. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us on, man. Appreciate Thanks, it, John. Thanks, John. Awesome. We got ch- to chop it up again sometime, man. This That's was great. great. Love you guy. I'm always available, too, man. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, John. Appreciate you having us on, man. Thank you. McGlynn is in. I repeat. McGlynn is in. Let the fun begin. This is the Commissioner Evaluation Podcast with your host, John McGlynn. He got them guests on the Rolodex, stopping by to talk about some Dynasty Superflex. Everybody, yo, commission's in. It's time to sit down to listen to John McGlynn. Yo, who we trading, who we fading, who we getting off the squad? Knowledge never overrated, playing for number one. And hey, yo, McGlynn is in. It's time to let the fun begin. It's the Commissioner Evaluation Podcast with John McGlynn.